Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This is the Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 34. On today's show, we're looking at the gifts we give our children from a minimalist mom's perspective. And I can pretty much guarantee that you'll be surprised at what I have to say. So stick around. Hey there, wannabe minimalist friends. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and the Wannabe Minimalist podcast. In today's episode, we are taking a more personal look into my life as a minimalist mom and chatting about what kinds of toys and gifts I gave my daughter for her recent birthday. And I'll be honest, my point of view on this topic has shifted a lot since I've started declaring myself as a minimalist, or at least a wannabe minimalist but probably not in the way you're imagining. But before we dive in and chat about gifts for kids when you're a minimalist family, I want to let you know you can grab the show notes for today's episode at littlegreenbow.com 34. Once again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 34. And we have an amazing new sponsor today. Have you ever asked your friends for a recommendation or come across a new restaurant or shop you wanted to check out? but for whatever reason, you just couldn't at the time, and then you totally forgot about it? Yeah, I've been there. But this new app, Kim, that's K-I-M-M, has solved this problem. The app lets you create a customized map of your favorite places. Think restaurants, cafes, shops, hotels, and activities like hiking trails and places to visit. So you will never forget them again. And you can connect with friends to get their recommendations too. It works all over the world, and I am loving the list that I'm curating for when I venture back out in the world when this coronavirus pandemic is over. Check it out and connect with your friends on Kim. After all, recommendations from friends are so much better than reviews from strangers. Now let's get back to the show. I've shared lots of ideas about helping you and your kids on this journey of minimalism and how to deal with toys from a post of over 50 clutter-free gift ideas at the holidays to how to help your kids declutter their things. And while I think it is worthwhile to live with less, we have to be careful not to push our preferences too hard on our loved ones, or it really could backfire. Now, that's not to say you should not guide and give advice. After all, you are mom, and you help steer the ship of your household. So why will I never have a no-gifts party, even as a minimalist mom? Well, to be honest, we had one for my daughter when she was four. We had moved to Chicago not too long before her birthday, and our place was tiny. Our daughter had plenty of toys, so we didn't think she needed any more. But it was a disaster. Our guests were confused. They wanted to bring something for their friend. Our daughter was confused because she was used to giving presents at other kids' birthday parties. So why wasn't she getting any? And just so you don't think I am a super cruel devil mama, she did get presents from us, her grandparents, and her aunt and uncle. 
But I learned that day that no gift parties generally leave your guests feeling awkward and the kids a bit perplexed, no matter what your invitation says. I have also had the privilege to be a guest at a few no gift birthday parties and deep down, it just didn't feel great either. For better or worse, our culture has ingrained in us to bring gifts as a show of our appreciation and affection and uh, just general love for the person that's hosting the party and our friends. Okay, great. So no gift parties are out. But what does one do if you don't want your home overrun with cheap plastic gadgets and gizmos? Well, instead of hosting a no gifts party, you can go with some great alternatives. These are ways for you to give gifts and show appreciation and have the guests bring things for your child that don't contribute to just a massive amount of clutter and stress. So there are four options and I'll walk you through them. The first option is to ask for consumable gifts. Now, I heard this on another podcast recently and loved how she addressed this topic. It's especially great for kids that are into character-specific things. You know, all that merchandising that companies put out, you know, when a new movie is released or when a TV show is doing really well. Uh Uh-huh. I'm looking over at you, Anna and Elsa. Oh, and don't forget you, PJ Masks. Well, instead of getting all the things to go with that character, which will be replaced by that shiny new object next year, gift things that are meant to be consumed and used, like stickers, activity books, and craft supplies. That way, your kid can get the character fix, and then you get to enjoy the creativity that comes with these items. And plus, these gifts can be used up, so they don't need to be stored in your home for a long term um, and a long time purpose. And it's not something that your child will want replaced, like a big dollhouse or character cars or things like that. Option number two is to go for experiences. This is another way to give gifts that align with both your minimalist tendencies and your child's desire for honoring their birthday. So I love experiences because they really can fit all budgets. So don't think that this only means going to the amusement park. I mean, that absolutely seems to be the default here in San Diego, but there are so many possibilities. You could make it a beach party, a day at the water park, go ice skating, bowling, miniature golfing, have a picnic in the park, take up geocaching and create a treasure hunt. I mean, honestly, the possibilities are endless and they can be molded and shaped by your kids' desires and likes and, you know, what their interests are. And of course, if your budget does allow, you could buy tickets to the theater to see Anna and Elsa on stage or on ice or even in person at Disneyland. Sorry, I don't mean to be picking on Anna and Elsa, but they're just such a major uh, driver right now uh, for kids and gifts and have been for the last few years. So these are also the perfect gift ideas for grandparents who value quality time. Now, the only must is that you make the birthday kid feel special and that it doesn't require a large budget. So that's option number two, go for experiences. Option number three is to go with toys that you can add on to. Okay, so if you're not into the first two options where you're not really buying big gifts and toys for the kids, or you just want more ideas for how to incorporate toys, then go with something that you can add on to over time. These are going to be bigger toys that you can either buy in pieces over a few years or have several relatives buy at the same time. 
So examples of this could be Lego sets, like Lego City or Lego Friends. You can add on to these sets over a few years and even have your friends and family members buy sets that go with it too. So this is a great gift. I love Lego sets because they grow with your kids. I mean, Legos can be turned into so many fun things. Did you watch Lego Masters? We were obsessed with it, and I am amazed at the things that they could create with these little plastic blocks. So the imagination really can run wild with this, and that's why I love Lego so much. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Now, another gift in this category could be something like an American Girl doll. Friends and family can buy additional clothes, accessories, furniture, things like that for these dolls. I mean, they have so many things to go with them. Books, activities, all sorts of things. Video games can work here too, but honestly, the games these days, they're all going online. So it's harder to have others chip in with additional games. Um, So I'd stick with more things like Legos or larger doll sets. And option number four is just to embrace the chaos. Sometimes our best option is just to give the kids the toys they want. Now, of course, you can set limits. And before any gift-giving holiday, I highly recommend decluttering with your kids so that you can make room for the new things coming in. Kids grow up so fast, so it's pretty easy to help them give away things that no longer fit or those things that they've outgrown. Now, I always follow my daughter's lead here, and if she says she's ready to let go of something, I try my best to keep my lips sealed and never second-guess her choice. It can be so easy to say, are you sure? But that totally undermines your kids and what they're looking to get rid of. So absolutely do not do that, okay? Try to remain quiet so that they can build up those decluttering muscles, get confident in their decisions, and be able to let things go. So that's option number four. Just embrace the chaos for whatever season you're in right now. Probably not what you were expecting to hear, right? So do you want to know what we did this year for my daughter's birthday? Well, of course you do. We all like to get a peek behind the curtain. 
This year, my daughter turned seven, and I was lucky enough to get to overhear a few of her Zoom conversations that she had with friends while we've been on lockdown. Now, I could tell that she was a bit envious of some of her friends' toys, although she never said so to me. So about six weeks before her birthday, we sat down and talked about what she might like. She had so many ideas, and unlike other years, I was more on board with toys because we're not able to have a party, and we weren't able to do any of the outings or the activities that we normally would. However, the thing that made this successful was prioritizing the list with her. We talked about how she might not get all of the things on the list, so we need to know which items were her favorite and which she might be willing to put toward the bottom. Now, I was not so excited about the number one item on her list, but it was the thing she really wanted. It was a poops-a-lot cat, and she had been eyeballing that thing for four months, so I knew that she really wanted it. It's a total novelty, but she's played with it more than I expected. However, she also knew that I thought this toy was ridiculous. So I playfully tried to say that I wasn't sure if she was going to get it, because who wants a cat that poops all over the house? I think it made it more special for her when she unwrapped it and got to see that she got the toy she really wanted from her parents, even though she knew it was not something that we really wanted. And again, all of this is from a place of respect. I'm not teasing her, I don't put down her things, but instead I let her know that she can like things that we don't in a more open parenting style, okay? All right, I don't want any nasty gram comments saying that I'm being mean to my child. The other gift she received for her birthday included twisty pets, LOL surprise dolls, Hatchimal twins, little live pet mouse, games, books, and clothes. One of my friends commented that quarantine must have been making me crazy because there were so many plastic things that I was willing to let into my house. But I call it compromise. I am focused on the long game here. I don't want my daughter to feel deprived and thus shun minimalism when she gets older. Instead, I'm teaching her how to prioritize things she wants in life and set appropriate limits. She didn't get 50 LOL dolls. She got three, and then she purchased two more with her birthday money. She didn't get the Shopkins that she wanted because I just couldn't deal with all of those little things that would clutter up my house, my kitchen table, and all the little nooks and crannies. That silly cat is being played with and it's depositing play poop all over my house, but she loves it. And that's really what matters. So instead of having a no gift party, let's find ways to compromise by honoring our loved ones' likes, desires, and interests while maintaining boundaries that keep our homes free of clutter. Consider consumable toys, experiences, bigger toy sets, or embracing the chaos within limits as a way to celebrate your children's birthday instead of a no gifts party. It is possible to have your cake and eat it too. And I'm just going to say that I think it will play out better for you and your family in the long run. So was it what you thought? Are you surprised I call myself a minimalist while still letting my daughter get mainstream plastic toys? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Hop on over to my free wannabe minimalist group on Facebook and share with me. Introduce yourself and tell us what you think about no gift parties. The group is completely free and you can find us by searching on Facebook for wannabe minimalist or by clicking on the link in the show notes. Okay, so don't forget, if you would like to get all of those show notes for today's episode, you can find it all at littlegreenbow.com 34, 
Once again, get all the show notes and the links for everything we talked about. And we talked about a lot of different things. And they're all going to be on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 34. While you're there, don't forget to pick up your free copy of Clutter Rescue, Five Quick Steps to Declutter Your Home and Get It Functioning Now. It's my brand new resource that was created based on your requests and feedback. If you've ever wanted to declutter your entire home, this is the guide that will help you do it. And it's free. All you have to do is download the workbook and follow the five steps in the quick declutter method. It's the process that I have seen be the most successful over and over again. So I promise it works. I also want to remind you to take a minute and check out our sponsor, Kim. That's K-I-M-M. It's a new recommendations app that helps you discover and remember your favorite places all over the world. Connect with your friends and get their recommendations at the click of a button. Because remember, friends' recommendations are so much better than reviews from strangers. And before we go, as always, I love hearing from my listeners. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics you'd like to see addressed, please reach out either via email at hello at littlegreenbow.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash littlegreenbow. You can also join my free wannabe minimalist group on Facebook where we deep dive into more topics to help you and your family on your journey to minimalism, no matter what that looks like for you and your family. And that just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, it would make my day if you would leave a review on iTunes. And while you're there, please take a second to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This helps others find the show too. Okay, final thing, I promise. Be sure to join me next week for another guest episode. This time, we will be talking to Karen Burke from Slow Motion Mama about her clever decluttering challenge that she has used over the past three years to clear her home of clutter from top to bottom. It's jam-packed with great tips and advice from someone who's been in the trenches. You won't want to miss it. See you next week. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff.